We hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Full and overflowing. I'm, an, I'm excited about this. I, I really believe that God's going to do some, some, a whole lot of work in us. Well, he's doing a whole lot of work in me already, which is I'm excited about that. Um, and I pray he does a whole lot of work in, in you as well. And tonight I, I, I'm, I'm praying and I'm asking the Holy Spirit help. Because um, like, we're talking about the fullness of God. The, you, as, as you, you just cannot com, comprehend the, the fullness of God. But here's the thing this morning, I just, you know, Pastor Sam started us off this morning and it was great. And if you, if you didn't get to see it, I encourage you to go back to um, online and find it on uh, Auckland Livestream or the Vimeo channel. Um, watch it. It's a, it's a great start. But, you know, tonight I, I was just thinking about this series and it says, you know, we're full and overflowing. Um, and I was like, well... You know, we're, what does full and overflowing meaning? Because full means you're full, right? And so, I don't know, if you had lunch? Anyone have lunch? Hope you had lunch. You're probably getting under halfway now of being full. And by the end of this message, probably you're getting closer to being empty uh, in your stomach anyway. And, uh, and he's going to start needing something else to come in. And some of you are already now dreaming, what am I going to have for dinner? <laughs> Who knows what they're going to have for dinner? E- easy Sunday. We know what, in our house, we know what we're having for dinner. You just need boiled water for it. And then anything goes. Poached eggs, noodles, or easy pasta. Well, it doesn't matter. We know what we're having on a Sunday night. Who knows now what they're having for dinner. But there's full. here's the thing though, I was thinking about this. Do you know what? We're already full. In our heart and our spirit, we are full. We are already full of something. We, we are full of something. I don't know what you're full of, but you are full of something. And, uh, and, and, and tonight though, we want to be full and overflowing, not of something, we want to be full and overflowing of the power and the presence and the Spirit of God in our lives, right? But, but that means we're going to have to uh, shift some stuff. We're going to have to move some stuff. We're going to em- have to empty out some stuff of our life because if we don't, we're still going to be full, but we're going to be overflowing of some stuff. Pastor Sam talked about it this morning, how we can overflow in rage. Yes, none of you, all of you, I'm not going to accuse you, uh, but, you know, um, we all can overflow in, in, in anger sometimes or in rage. And, and uh, you know, that's why there was a few parents just praising Jesus that the holidays were over. <laughs> if you're not a parent, that's okay. I pray that one day you'll experience this joy. I love our kids. They are amazing and they will change the world. I love teachers. They're amazing and they're changing my world. <laughs> but we are full. Right, what's the time? Full. We are full. Let's go to this, this, the main scripture that we're talking about and the whole series is based on. It comes out of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 19 through to 20. 
And verses 20 is a well-known piece of scripture, it's, uh, and, and, and I like it, but um, I, I want us to read it from the New King James. So verse 19, it says this, to, to, know, uh, yeah, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Amen. So, so there's this normal, there's this scripture that we know. We know, we know uh, verse 20 really well because it's all a good, because it's about what God can do and the power of God moving through our lives and outworking through our lives. And, and we quote it all the time. But verse 19 came before that. But it's to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, this is just a couple of scriptures out of an entire letter that Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. And, and if we just take a couple of scriptures out of, out of this whole letter, that's good. And I think we can learn some stuff. But I wanted tonight, I just want us to bring a little bit more context to it so that we get the, a little bit more of the full and so then we can overflow. So let's just add just a couple more scriptures into it. So let's shoot down to verse 17 and read through. It says this, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to whom, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Holy Spirit, I pray come and help and release what you're wanting to release through this message in Jesus' name. So we're full. We are full. We're not empty. We are full. We're always, there's something in us. We're going to make space. We make space. Something else. Uh, here's the thing. I want to go back to that, that scripture. It says to know. That phrase there in verse 19, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Now, I looked up this, the word to know, the Greek word to know, because I like, I like just, just searching stuff out. Now, I'm not a Greek scholar by any, any, any means. I'm not like, let's just try and conquer English first, right? <laughs> that's, that's my challenge. Uh, but, but I like it, and, and if I pronounce the Greek word wrong, that's cool. Figure it out yourself. But is this word to know, the concept of this Greek word, it's um, kainosko. And it's to, to learn to know a deep, intimate, to, to a deep, intimate level. It's to, to, it's to learn, it's the process. It's to go from here to here. That's why if there's a young teenage boy out there who's like 16 and he just meets you and he says, I love you, Run! He doesn't know a thing. Like you run from him. He's not, he's not, he hasn't gone through the process of knowing. He's, he's gone through another process, which is just not good. And, and, but, but sometimes we get to this point where, but no, this, this process to know, this process to know is this, is this learning. It's this, it's the journey of learning from a, from I know. See, here's the thing. If, um, if you, uh, you've got a car, right? Who knows how a car works? Uh, uh. 
you put the key in, the turn the key, the car goes. <laughs> right, you know, right? You're not at an intimate level yet. <laughs> right, but but you, you, get, you, you get into this. And, and let's, let's, okay, let's go from there. The next word that I just wanted to pull apart because I just like sort of trying to figure out things. So it's this phrase, remember, to know the love of Christ. So to know is to go on this journey from here to the intimate depths. Oh, to, so that's this journey. The love of Christ, which passes knowledge. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this word knowledge. I was like, knowledge. So I looked up that word knowledge in the blue letter Bible, because it shows you Greek words and all that. And it's a very similar word. It's a guy, gnosis. But it talks, this knowledge is this general knowledge. It's just this normal understanding. See, see we, we want to go from this just normal understanding. It's like, okay, you put the key in, you turn it, it goes, hopefully. Right, if you want to get to another level, it actually, does you, do you know that your car needs electricity as well as petrol? Yeah, yeah, some people didn't know that. You know, and so you start learning about how something works. You start learning, you go on this, go on this journey of learning how to know and understand something. That's, that's very much like, if, guys, if you really want to be the man, you go on a journey. And you work hard and you plan wow and you wash and you put deodorant on and you comb your hair and you shave if you can shave. Uh, uh, you know, I couldn't shave until I was about 30. So, you know, but you, you go on this journey of, of actually going, you know, um, and you, you call her. And, and you talk nicely to her. You ask questions about her. You don't tell her how amazing you are. No, you find out more about her. You, 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 like some guys are frantically writing down notes right now. No, and you go on this journey of just not going past the, hey, I know you, to this, this level that it's like, hey, I want to know. I get to this place where I know who you are. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that's what actually this, this thing, this, this scripture is about, is verse 19, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So we go to not just know Jesus. See, to know Jesus is to know that he's in the Bible. Well, he's in the Bible. I've heard of Jesus before. Oh, I've heard people use Jesus as a swear word. We've heard, you know, we've heard people, uh, you know, we've seen, seen um, crosses and crucifixions. And I know who, you know, we know who, like most people in this world, in our world, will know who Jesus is. But do they know who he is? Do they, do they understand that he's more than just a name, more than just a person on a, on a piece of jewellery or on a crucifix in a, in a Catholic church? He's more than, than just someone who you can be friends with. See, see, Paul's talking here. He goes, I pray that you would know the intimate, the, the, the most intimate depths of the love of Christ, which passes just general knowledge. 
or just pastors, just the whole, you know, this is how the world is right now. This is what life is for me. This is how I'm, this is what it is. No, that's just general. He wants you to know the, the love of God that goes past so much. And that this, this, this life that we're living is just, go, we can know Jesus past so much. And He can be in everything in our world. So that's what Paul is talking about. I want to read you this, these, these verses out of um, the Passion Translation because this is, this is the, the wording just, it helps. It's awesome. So from verse 17 again, it says this, Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. And the resting place of, of His love will become the very source and the root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is His love. How enduring and exclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement. That transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with fullness of God. I don't know about you, but I'm already excited. I was reading that in in just my time and I was like, man, that is awesome. That is awesome. And then it goes on. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go and save the world now. That's all I need tonight. I'm energized by that as well, about how, how the depth and how the love of Christ. See, see this, this scripture about being full and overflowing is actually learning how to let Jesus love us more, how to, how to learn how the unforced rhythms of grace, how to learn the unforced love of Christ, how to l- know that the, the deepness. The, I love that phrase, the, um, where is it? Um, it's in there. there it is. Uh, the great magnitude of the astounding love of Christ in all its dimensions. If, if we're wanting to be full and overflowing, We've got to know the source. And I love what it says there. And even Pastor Sam talked about this. And, and I'm going to finish on this later on tonight. And it says, The resting place of His love will become the very source and the root of your life. I don't know about you, but that, that excites me about, man, I want to be full and overflowing. I want to have, there's, there's areas of my life that I want to, challenge myself in and say, Lord, I need you to pour in that. I need you to pour in that and this needs to get out. See, there's this, there's this deep, intimate love that is available for you and for me. But it's the journey, it's to, it's to know 
It's the journey. It's the process. And, and I, my prayer tonight is that I know that you know a, a, a sense and a depth of God's love. But I pray that you would know just a little bit more. I pray that you just go, you know what, man, that's amazing. Just a, just a little bit more. Because here's, here's the, the fullness of God is, is unfathomable. That's the Greek and English word together. And so he loves you. Oh, I've heard that before. Well, uh, do you know? Or are you knowing past your general knowledge? Just past your general knowledge. Oh, yeah, I know. See, general knowledge is this. I know God can do miracles. But can you expect a miracle? Can you believe for a miracle? Oh, I know God can do miracles for other people. I know God can come through for other people. Because that's a general knowledge. But an intimate level is just going, man, I've been holding on. I've been holding on for a miracle. Come on, God. Come on, God. The depths of his love is what we hold on to, the source of his love. See, see, he wants to take you from just, hey, key, turn on, to a place where you turn the key on. It makes a spark. It goes through a spark plug or through a, through a, a, a special lead. I'm still at genuine knowledge, eh? I was like, I, I should have really rehearsed this a lot better. Because the intimate depth of my mechanical logic is poor. And I'm not there yet. But I, I know that he wants to take you to a place where, you know, you know that it goes through a, a lead, through a spark plug, in, into like a chamber, and it squirts petrol, and it ignites it, and it puts a piston down, and it goes up and down. Then it moves something else, it moves something else, it moves something else, it moves the wheels. Right? That's intimate depth knowledge. That was a poor example. But... To know and to, to go through and not just the process of, yeah, I know who God is. Yeah, I've got a general understanding. No, he wants to be, it's the full and the overflowing of, who, of God's grace. Um, here's the thing. My next, so that's the journey that God wants to take us on through this. And over the next four weeks, there's, there's going to be e-group studies and we're going to unpack it and talk about it and people are going to minister and preach on the different topics and all that. But I, I pray that you'd, 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 you'd take some time to fill up on God, fill up on Jesus. See, here's the thing is, you're full because you're, you're already full up. Pastor Sam alluded to this this morning. What do you fill up on? You know, what, what do we fill up on? Uh, he alluded to Facebook, social media, where we just fill up on this. Oh, such and such. Oh, they had a great holiday. Oh, 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 that's just their best, 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 best picture anyway. It doesn't matter. And uh, the weather, oh, I looked at the weather. It was terrible there. I don't know why it's sunny or whatever. Uh, you know, oh, this person, blah, blah, blah. Like, Desiree and I, we had a great holiday, and I think we might have posted nothing. I can't remember. But, like, you didn't see that, uh, you know, we had a vomit bug. You didn't see that we had to isolate our children. And I had to sleep in another room with them and all that. We didn't put that on Facebook. We only put our awesome pictures on Facebook. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, oh, this is all, this is Pastor Will pulling, doing a jump wakeboarding about this high off the ground. The yeah, next photo is him in, in, a, in, in an ambulance. <laughs> no, you know, we, we, we look at these things or we fill up on, on our hobbies, or we fill up on books, um, fairy tales, we fill up on, like for me, maybe trade me. Any other one, any people out there, oh, I wonder what's in trade me. You're not needing to buy anything. You just want to search trade me. And you like, look at the $1 reserves. Or what's closing the soonest and with the cheapest price? And anyone else? Yeah, Jason, down the back. All right. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have one of the trade me night, the night of equip her is on. Just come around home. Just going to search and troll trade me. and No. So what do you fill up on? Relationships? Magazines? What do you fill up on? What do we spend our time pouring in? Now, I, I believe there's got to be time for joy. There's got to be time for hobbies. There's got to be time for fun stuff in life. But what, what are we filling up on? Are we, are we spending time reading, reading the Word? And in fact, Pastor Matt Fielder, who, who was here last year, who, he was challenging us. He goes, man, uh, I got challenged to read my Bible for 45 minutes a day, just, from, just all the way through it. I was listening to a podcast that he preached um, back at the start of January, and he only started this two years ago. He's now read through the Bible five times fully, just 45 minutes a day. He's just filling up, filling up on the Word of God, filling up on the Word of God, because if, if, there's, if there's something that we want to overflow out, it's the Word of God that helps us deal with all our stuff, right? All right. See, I pray that we'll fill up on the right source. If the power source is right, then there will be an overflow of power out of our life. Whatever the source in will be the source out. Rubbish in, rubbish out. So, you know, going to the gym, what's the first thing they tell you? What are you filling up on? Yeah, Pete's not here to laugh at me. <laughs> but they always say, yeah, you can go and pump, pump as much iron as you want. But it's not going to, whatever you fill up on is going to be the energy source that brings out. So I want to challenge you what are you filling up on? That's why we've got to guard our thoughts. We can fill up on thoughts. <laughs> That's why you got to guard your heart above all else. Yeah. Oh, well, such and such and such and such and FOMO. Why did I not get invited? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just emphasizing that. Oh, no, you're all holy, aren't you? No. No one in this room has FOMO whatsoever, eh? Uh, fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. We went to Summer Revo and I just turned up. Pastor Scott was there and he's like, hey, what are you up to? You want to come for lunch? I'm like, I'm in. I don't want to say hello to no one. I'm just going to go and have some food. And then we went and had some food and he's like, what's there to do around here? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then I was like, there's a really cool um, like racetrack around here. We should go down the racetrack. And, uh, and, and then we're like, we go down there. Oh, the thing, I've got go-karting, go-karts here as well. And uh, so then we're there and I'm like, oh, cool. Hey, why don't we do go-karting? And I'm like, 
So I had to hold everything in me to not take a photo and post it to Nicole. Because if you don't know Nicole, Nicole is an undercover girl racer. And, uh, and I told her about it and she was dark. For a little bit of time, the love and the grace of God that flows in her life overflowed. And uh, she forgave quickly. But you know what I mean? Like when it comes to fear of missing out. You know, uh, I, and I know that some of you may not know Nicole, and, and, and that's a little bit of an in-house joke, but I want to I wanna tell you, we all go through fear of missing out. We all go through things of, what, what, what about me? What, why, why wasn't I asked to do something? What about, and we've got to learn how to guard our thoughts. We've got to learn how to let God move in our lives. There's this, there's this parable that Jesus tells in Luke chapter 12 which um, is going to come up in the study this week. And um, it says this, verse 13 of Luke chapter 12. Then one from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to a man who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you. And he said to them, Take heed and beware of of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build, build greater. And I will store all my crops and, and my goods. And I will say to my soul... So you have many good many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this, is, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is this so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Then he said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens from consider the ravens, for they for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barns, and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? It's an interesting story, parable, because it really does depict our life. If you were to sit down for a moment and write down what are your goals, who's written down to buy a house this year? Now, this is a good thing. Please, I'm not trying to play you out here. But we do. we, We do think about the things of what we need to do. We, this, this person has this goal. He's like, oh, well, the, the, the ground is yielding plenty. What do I need to do? Well, this is awesome. I know what I'll do. I'll tear down already what I have to build bigger so that I can have more in it. And then I can just go, you know what? Let's cruise. Let's lay back. So we work hard for our entire life to retire, to cruise and lay back. <laughs> Anyone? Isn't that sort of a little bit like the picture of what our what sort of, the society throws at us just a little bit. 
And that's a good thing because how do we, because we've got to balance that. The Bible says it's a good thing to leave an inheritance for your children's children. So understand this whole thing, right? I'm not saying let's not achieve, let's not use what God's given us, but it's around the motive and the purpose of what is overflowing in our spirit, right? So I think it is a good thing. If you've got a goal this year to buy a house, fantastic. I pray you go for it and you get it. It's a good thing. But what is our motive behind it? See, the problem is with with this person, he's like, well, what shall I do? Since I have enough room, the, uh, and you'll hear in the in the um, in the E group series the holy trinity, the the unholy trinity of me, I, and my. Yeah, and we start thinking about all self, and and that's why this this parable is just talking about self challenging self. Uh, but here's the thing, the pro, the, the what I love about this is what. What Jesus tells the story, but then he throws in the bit at the end because he really is trying to nail down what he's actually, what he's actually going for. And he says, then he said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body. And it goes on. And, and Jesus is really pushing in to this whole concept of, of trust. Who are we trusting? Who, what are we believing for? Now, I think God's, as I said, God's given us gifts, grace, and talents, and we should use them well, and we should use them wisely, but not to the point where we, where we then don't use faith to trust God for our, for our life. See, um, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9 says this, We can make our plans, but it's the Lord that determines our, our path, our steps. See, I think it's a good thing. Let's make plans. But how many times do we to submit and release them to God? How many, like, well, what's your next major step that you're going to do in your life? Have you submitted it to God? You're like, Lord, I, I need to trust you in this. I need you in this, but Lord, is this the right thing to do? I remember listening to Pastor Russell Evans once, and he said, you know, everything I do now, I just submit it to God. And one day we were in a, in a, in a hardware store, and he wanted this 50-inch TV because uh, they needed a new one and everything. And, and uh, he liked sport, and he wanted to get this fancy one and all this sort of stuff. And he's in the shop, and, and, and he said, the Holy Spirit reminded him to ask him. He said, have you asked me whether you should get this or not? And in the middle of the shop, he's like, oh, yeah. Um, and but but his but his plan and and strategy behind it was he needed a day. So he's in the shop, he's wanting to buy this TV, and the Holy Spirit saying, "Hey, you you asked me to remind you of if you're if you're if you're submitting this to God's plan." And the deal's almost done. He goes, "Ah, oh, yeah, I tell you what, I'm gonna." I'm going to come back tomorrow and I'm going to let you know whether I'm going to buy the TV or not. And he had to walk out. And it was just a simple thing. But he, he submitted it to God and submitted it to God. And that night, he, he prayed about it and it wasn't the right thing. And so he didn't buy it. And I don't know. Have we got the willpower to do that? 
Have we got that? I'd like to be able to tell you, you know, the next day someone went and gave him a 50-inch TV. That would be a cool story, but I'd be lying. Uh, but it's about submitting to God. It's about, it's, it's like we can make our own plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Uh, you know, I want to, full and overflowing is knowing God's love so intimately. That we would choose to submit our will and our plans to Him. That we would put our trust in Him. And worship team, if you guys can jump up, that'd be awesome. See, just going past a, just, oh yeah, um, I sort of, I know Jesus and I, I read my Bible a little bit and I pray a little bit. And, and I'm not saying, hey, you need to ask, ask the Lord what sort of, you know, undies you got to wear today, tomorrow. Get me on this. It's about just saying, Holy Spirit, we need you in our lives because Jesus is telling through that whole I, my, and, and the ability. He's actually telling you a story about how awesome you are. I, I, I like the fact that you are amazing. Did you know that? Oh, I'm just so humble sitting in my chair right now. You just need to give yourself a high five. Yeah, awesome. Come on. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to pat yourself on the back. Go, man, I am awesome. You know, and, and God wants to, God, it's good that you're awesome. And I know it's, it feels awkward talking this way because cause there's a humility, but you've got to know you're awesome. You're, you're so great. The ability that God's given you, even in the story, is like, this guy is good. So good that the year, and he pulled down his barns and made bigger ones. Like he has an ability. This is amazing. You look at you look at sports people, you look at entrepreneurs, you look at business people, how amazing they are. The businesses, the, the money worldwide. People are awesome. There's a great YouTube video. People are awesome. Just crazy, crazy things. You're awesome. You know what you could achieve? So much. And in fact, in the Genesis, it tells us. In fact, there was a group of people that got together and they were united in spirit and in heart and they, and they, and they built a tower that reached up to the, to the almost to the goal was to get to the heavens. And it was so awesome. Like it says that the Lord, it got the Lord's attention and He came and had a look at it. And because it wasn't giving glory to Him, He dismantled it and scattered the world read it, I think it's in Genesis, the first 10 chapters anyway. People are awesome. You're awesome. You are awesome. God wants to tell you, you are awesome. The fullness, the overflowing, you could do so much. But the plan is that you could do infinitely more than you could ask or believe through the power of God at work within you. Because you're finite. You're only going to be able to achieve so much. But the Bible says that you will do infinitely more than you could ask or think at work through the power of God within you. Now, I mean, it blows my mind how, how clever you are and the ability and the skill that, that God's given you. 
And I think, man, this is amazing. But when we go through this journey of just going from, oh yeah, I know who Jesus is, but going on a journey saying, Lord, I want to know you intimately. I want to put my trust in you more. Just like you said, yeah, we can do those things. But the purpose is not what we are achieving. The purpose is who we put in our trust in. The purpose is do we rely on Jesus? Is He the author and the perfecter of our faith? See, I've got a whole lot more here, but it'll come up another week. In 1 Peter verse 4, verse 8, it says, Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sin. You know, sometimes I've read that Ephesians 3.20 scripture all about like far out extravagant miracles. I was like, hey, you know, the blind seeing, deaf hear, people being raised from the dead. I read it like that and I was like, man, that's pretty, that's crazy. But if I read it in the context, it's about expanding, I believe, my heart. It's about expanding and going further than I could ever believe through about the intimacy of God. Going from a place of just knowing to a place that surpasses knowledge. And we get to that place where we, and we keep going and going and going. Because the fullness of God cannot be comprehended. But it can, we can start experiencing it one step at a time. And I love 1 Corinthians 13. And we're talking about love and God's love and how wide and how deep and how high. But then Paul gives us a letter as well just describing People say, you know, this is the, the, a wedding scripture, and it is a good scripture. But really, it's, and I've shared this before, really, I feel like it's a love letter to me from God. And he talks to me, and he says, if I could speak of all language of earth, of, of the angels, but didn't love I would only be a noising gong and a clanging cymbal if I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge. And if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. And this is the part where I feel like it's, a letter of God's depth, of God's amazingness. And he's like, hey, Will, my love for you is patient. My love for you is kind. I don't get jealous or I don't boast. I am proud of you. <laughs> it's not rude either. 
God, He's not rude towards me. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. I, I, it, does, it keeps no record of being wronged. I'm, I'm thankful, real thankful for that. It does not rejoice about injustices, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. You know, I wonder, I wonder if we could just go from just knowing, just knowing. Yeah, I know you, Jesus. I know you. And I love worshiping you. And maybe we could just over these next four weeks go, Lord, I really want to just press into you. Maybe there's, there's going to be a time where you just choose to just spend some extra time or set aside time. Why? Because there's a desire in you to, to know Him more. There's a desire to go intimate with Jesus more. There's a desire to know His patience. There's a desire to know His love. There's a no desire to let God move. I don't know about you, but I need that. I need God's love. John chapter 7, verse 37 in the Passion Translation says, Then then on the most important day of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood up and shouted out to the crowds, Hey, all of you are thirsty. Come to me and drink. I reckon full and overflowing starts with plugging into Jesus first and letting Him fill you up. Letting Him fill you up. Letting Him fill you up. Because He loves you. I want to finish by rereading that scripture. If it will move, there we go. Verse, Ephesians 3.17, verse 20, in the Passion of Translation. Actually, why don't we jump to our feet? Is that cool? Just jump to your feet. And I want to read this. And as I read it, if you want to close your eyes, you can close your eyes. If you, this, I, we're, we're done. We're out of here very soon. says this, then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. And the resting place of His love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deep, intimate, and far-reaching is His love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to the overflowing with the fullness of God. Father, I thank You for Your love. I thank You for your grace. 
Lord, we live in a world that puts pressure on in all shapes and sizes. Sometimes we let our guard down and we can fill it up with me, myself, and I and other things of the world. But Father, I pray right now that as we just stand here, Lord, pour out your spirit, pour out your love. Would we just take in just another step, getting to know you more? Just knowing the endless dimensions of your love and your grace. Father, bless every person, I pray. Reveal yourself, Lord, fresh. May we fill up on you. we get Jesus in we'll get Jesus overflowing out we hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin we pray it blessed you for more information please visit equipuschurch.com